All right, everybody, welcome back to the Always Chillin' Podcast. Skinny Dean the Sandman here at the barbershop. Uh, another beautiful Sunday. It's 80 degrees today. What you been up to today, man? Chillin', man. Right on. Always chillin'. Yeah, yeah. For right. real, though. I think people be, I don't know if they believe me or not, but man, I, I, I make it a duty of mine to, to chill to every chill out. day. All right. Every day. All right. Yeah, we've been, we've been chilling pretty good this weekend. We pretty much uh, leaving the house just to like, Go on a gas station run, get snacks, come back. I told you we've been watching Eastbound It Down. What's that? What's that? What's that, man? Uh, it's on. You got HBO? Yeah, I need some new shows to watch. <laughs> yeah, it's on HBO. Um, it's that's it's that Danny McBride one we were talking oh, about. Oh, that yeah, crazy that, motherfucker! Yeah, 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 that one that they would not be able to make. Yeah, make today. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, right, you, right, right. Told you one of them. One of the jokes they made. Yeah, yeah, we are yeah. in that, that. Yeah, that's on HBO Max, dude. You got HBO Max. Watch that. It's pretty good. I think there's like four seasons. Yeah, I'll check it out. <laughs> yeah, so we've been watching that. Um, we got a new car. Oh, where did y'all get? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got a. Uh, we're leasing another Explorer. She had that black Explorer. I don't know that's if you, right, know if you right. saw that thing. Yeah, I got a. Actually, I got a story about that. I promised my wife. <laughs> my wife, I would tell on the podcast. <laughs> Explorers came a so, long way, man. Yeah, so let me get into that. Let me get into that real quick. So I got to go back to the beginning. 2017, uh, we lease a brand new black Ford Explorer. Right. And my wife is ecstatic, dude. She's like crying while she's driving it. It's the first time she's had a new car. And it's, that you know, and it's hers. And it's like the nicest It's like the nicest car she's ever had. Right. Um, so she's stoked on it. Uh, first place we go is to my parents' house to have them check it out because, you know, why not? Um, so my parents come outside. My, my mom is stoked, too. She's like practically crying because she's happy for veronica you know good people good yeah absolutely people. um and then she gets in the back seat and the uh the dashboard on these ford explorers has like a number pad on it on the older ones okay um so you i guess we never used it not one time but i guess you could dial your phone in there so you can dial up a phone call and call whatever so it has these it has this keypad on the radio uh, and my mom gets in the back seat the first thing she says is why does it have that stupid keypad and my wife's like crushed she's like on cloud nine about her new car you know and then you know my mom kind of knocks her down a peg a little bit not on purpose old lady but, ain't, ain't hip <laughs> she's, she's not an old lady <laughs> um, and uh so this happens and it's a 39 month lease so every couple months during this 39 month lease my wife gets in the car and she's like remember when your mom said she hated my car so it's like it's almost like beef at this point um, that they both like secretly have about this <laughs> about this keypad in the dashboard. So every couple of months, my wife's like, "Oh, remember that time your mom got in my car? Said she hated it." And I'm like, she, "I'm like, it's not like that. It's not that bad." Like, you know, she was just kidding, whatever. I'm like making my wife feel better about it the whole time. Right. So we get this new one. Fast forward, you know, 39 months, we get this new one, and uh, same shit. We get we go get it, and it's super nice. It's a 2021, brand new. Releasing it again. Uh, first thing we do is take it over to mom's house. Uh, same thing. They're all excited. My mom gets in the back seat, dude. The first thing out of her mouth is, oh, thank God it doesn't have that stupid keypad, bro. <laughs> dude, and I, and I, whip around, I whip my head around, and I'm like, oh, my God, please like, please do not let my wife be listening to this right now. After you buttered it yeah, up. Yeah, dude, I'm like, it's not a big deal. Like, my mom's not even thinking about it. So she says, thank God it doesn't have that stupid keypad. And still dude, remember I, it. Yeah, I whip my head around to see if my wife's paying attention. And sure enough, dude, she's looking me dead in the eyes. I'm like, oh, my God, damn it. <laughs> That's funny. Shit. Yeah, yeah. So, thirty nine <laughs> months later, I've been spending thirty nine months telling my wife, like, "Oh, my mom didn't. She didn't actually hate it. She was just talking shit." And the first thing my mom says is, "Oh, thank God it doesn't have that dumbass keypad." That's and I'm like, wild. Oh, "That's great. wild. That's great. wild." So, mom, if you're listening, I don't know if mom listens to this thing yet, but if you listen to mom, text my wife. Clear What's that up. What's up, mom? What's up? Clear What's up? up? It's all good. Um, I know my dad's listening to it now. What's up, pops? I sent I sent it to him. He was he was talking about listening to pop. He's a trucker. Oh, okay. he was talking about listening to podcasts on the road, and I sent him the podcast. I was like, "Oh, you can listen to my podcast." And he didn't say she was like, he was like, "Oh, I'll have to check it out. I'm listening for new. I'm looking for new shit to listen to." He didn't say shit about it being, you know, my podcast. And I was like, "You don't got nothing to say about it being my <laughs> podcast, bro." It's <laughs> all good. <laughs> on the road, man. I bet yeah. that dude has seen some things, man. Yeah, he's he got like, I think it was in like Oklahoma. He got like all his shit stolen out of the truck one time. Wow. Yeah, he had like a MacBook and his iPad. He was he has like the iPad Pro and the big one, you know. Wow. That one that you got, yeah. How long has he been driving? Uh shit, I don't know. A while now. Probably probably coming up on seven, eight years maybe. Wow. He wow. was uh he went to uh he went to night school when I was a kid and got a degree in IT. Um and then he was the um he was a network manager at Cabela's for a little while. Oh yeah. <laughs> and he was like, I I hate this. Had to get I, out I, hate of here. I hate it. I hate it. He went to school for all that shit. He's like, I hate it. Um, yeah, and he started driving a truck, but he's still he's still making like apps and shit. He makes his own apps. 
does all kinds of cool shit. We might actually need his help one of these days if, we get, if we get around to uh, Hell need yeah. to make like a website and Hell s- yeah. stuff like that. I know nothing about it. Yeah, yeah like we could say way off of last week's show, man. Uh, oh yeah, we do need to talk about <laughs> we do need to talk about how you never sent an email. How it's twenty twenty one and you have never sent an email. Uh, I've never seen an email, man. Uh, like I said, I've missed a lot. Uh, I can't. What year did I get out? I think I got out of prison in two thousand eight. Shit. Okay. No, 2010. I'm lying. I got out in 2010, the last time I got out. And when I went in, you know, all the phones were uh, buttons. Yeah. You know, there was no touch screen or nothing. Oh, you yeah, know. That, would be, that would be fucking crazy. Yeah, I didn't think about that. So yeah. I got out, man. I think it took me two days to set up my phone. No shit. Yeah, man, it was a trip. I remember, uh, I think I walked in on my nephews one day. And, you know, when I went in, you know, I think it was a PlayStation 1, maybe 2. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I walked in the door. Yeah. And I'm like, who's playing? And they're like, us. And I'm like, nah, you know, like, who's playing? You know, I, I didn't realize video games that came that far. Yeah. And I'm like, damn, that's a video game, right? Yeah. So I, I went and got one, man, and, and dove in a hole, man, in my house. And I played that PlayStation for probably about a month straight, man, yeah. after not uh, years oh, you, of... You mean you thought it was like a real game? Yeah, they were playing it was like, a real game. They were playing like uh, Madden or something? Yeah, man. Okay. I'm like, holy shit. This is, this is, yeah, this this is what this crazy. looks like now. Mm-hmm. I think uh, my first prison number, I went in in 1998, bro. No shit. Yeah, damn. man. Yeah, man, I was... Uh, Damn, fuck was I doing in 1998? I, I was being eight years old. Eight years old? I was, I was being eight years old. Eight years old in 98, man. I was shit. rolling around here. I was a killer around here, man. I was, I was a knucklehead, man. Yeah. And ended up, you know, just kind of tell the story, you know. Uh, I had a, a, a fetish for guns. Mm. Still do. Yeah. <laughs> but I remember uh, this particular night... I won't drag it out too long, but uh, a friend of mine and, and there was another group, you know, and they were they were fighting. I think it had something to do with the other guy's sister or something. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we were all, you know, it was it was them. Their you know? thing, yeah. They're not jumping. We're not jumping. Everything's cool, right? <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> well, he had some other friends that we didn't know, mm-hmm. and they kind of snuck off to the side and you know I know you know that sound that rack you know like you know that metallic sound there's no mistaking that sound so I'm like where's it at who got it you know do I need to run do I need to duck whatever Mm -hmm. so I kind of see out of the corner of my eye it was uh they were they were twins and the weird thing about these twins bro one's one was black as tar and the other one was yellow as Mountain Dew man they had the same parents yeah they they it, it was crazy but I remember Kind of seeing through the, uh, it was a pickup or an SUV. I kind of looked through the topper and I mm-hmm. saw them over there. You know, uh, we called them uh, street sweepers back then. It was just a, a regular uh, 12 gauge shotgun, uh, pistol grip, had the heat holes, you know, pretty motherfucking. Mm-hmm. Well, he was coming around the truck, you know, and I, I'm like, whoa, yo, man, it ain't that kind of party. Yeah. You know I mean, it, you know, they handling that, you know what I mean? So, you know, as I'm, I'm kind of like, Hey man, this thing's nice. You want to sell this? <laughs> <laughs> so 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 he sold it to me. No shit. He said 150. I had two. Uh, I, I had a couple few hundred dollar bills, so I didn't have no change. So I'm like, here, man, just take that. He said, here, I'll throw in these shells for you too, right? All right. So I'm like, hell yeah, man. I put it in my trunk. You know, this is what we did, bro. Yeah. I mean, we we rode around with this shit in our cars. You know, right. On the console there, you know, in case I had ever used that thing. I wasn't the pistol guy. You know, I figured shotgun, I can get your whole car. You know, I can get everybody <laughs> yeah, in there. True. You, you know, yeah, that's that true. was that's the that's that's, that's the way pistol I might miss. Well, a lot of people don't realize that pistols are kinda of hard to shoot. They are hard to shoot. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, Wow, man, this is the biggest shit I've ever had. I got home, got the blue steel rags, you know, and yeah. shine that boy up and he yeah. came to life. Damn. And I nicknamed him heavy metal. Oh, that's a good one. All yeah, right. man. Okay. Yeah, man. I nicknamed him Heavy Metal, man, and had another guy that I knew where you know he he was able to get some things. You know what I mean? So I ended up getting a uh, had the uh, harness for it. You know, it went around the shoulder, around the chest, and had the the uh, oh the clip had, under my arm yeah. where I could clip the butt of the 
shotgun. Yeah, and it just kind of dangled there. And then I just put the barrel in my pocket. Okay. And I had a big enough coat. Damn. Yeah. So you were running around strapped up with a 12-gauge? Just like oh that, bro. Oh, uh, was that show, oh, uh, shit. Uh, uh, The Wire? I, this is way before that. <laughs> I, I, Omar, I was Omar, man. <laughs> that was my shit, you know. So one particular night, you know, I, I just got back to Lincoln. You know, I scored a lick, you know, out of state, got back to Lincoln and was like, oh, I'm on, you know. I yeah. mean, everybody can come get these. I'm dropping them off. And I see these couple guys, you know, they were from a, a rival gang, you know, but we were all cool, you know, and that's the moral of the story. <laughs> Don't let me forget that. Okay. Yeah. But uh, long story short, we ended up meet later all that night. You know, we call it the honeycomb hideout where everybody just kind of, you know, made their money, did their thing. And there was a... Uh, not really a fight. You know what I mean? Some some voices being raised. You know, yep. I'm in the room and I'm weighing shit out. You know what I mean? And I still got this shotgun. So I come in there, you know, I'm like, what the fuck's going on? You know what I mean? And there were some guys in the, in the spot now that I didn't know. Too many. Absolutely too many. You know what I mean? So I'm mm. like, mm, this ain't good. I know what they're about to try to do. Yeah. But what they don't know is my whole crew is strapped. I think the smallest gun somebody had was a 45. You know, a couple of my homies had got a hold of some 50 cows, you know, and I'm like, ah, that's, that's, yeah, that's, oh, God damn. and uh, 1997, 98, 99 was a bad time in Lincoln, man. It was, it was, it was oh, a shit. bad time. We'll, really? talk, we'll talk some more about that. <laughs> we'll talk some more about that. But long story short, you know, we all got into it, you know, and then I pulled heavy metal out, Pull out and, a shotgun? and everybody just, <laughs> was even, it, it was even, a pump? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Even yeah. my homies, you know, everybody's like, so I, I, I don't want to do this in here. Yeah. You know, it was, you know, my parents owned a bar across the alley and there were some other, you know, organizations going on in the, in the area. And, you know, I didn't want to disrupt, I, you know, clean it up like that. So, you know, kind of roughed them up a little bit and we let them leave. We thought it was going to be over. We'll see them next week. Some, you know, what's up, man? Everything cool? Whatever. That's usually how we would handle it. Okay. Well, about 35, 40 minutes later, man, we get shots through the window. Oh. Yeah, man. God, that's just fucking crazy. Just pop, 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 pop. I'm like, man, I can, you know, I can't tell what it is, but, you know, I pull the, the lamp out of the wall and try to take cover. I get around the hallway and, you know, just kind of shed, shed some comedy on a little bit. My cousin had got this fish tank, you know, it was like <laughs> one of these fucking Scarface fish tanks, man, whether it was from the floor all the way to the ceiling. And he only had about about four or five inches from the ceiling to the top of the fish tank, right? And he was going to put some sharks and all that shit. He had a, quite, a, quite a few fish in there sharks. already, right? So where the guys had shot through the windows, how they didn't hit the fish tank, I don't know. But I see them. You know, they're kind of trying to, you know, get positioned on us and wait for us to come out. So I'm ready to go. My cousins, my fish tank, man, my fish tank. Man. I'm like, well, fuck your fish tank. <laughs> so I'm like, all right, whatever, man. So we get to the door. We get out. All hell breaks loose, man. I think, you know, I think they said uh, 150 rounds. God I, damn. I, re I reloaded twice. And 150 it, rounds. Yeah, Holy shit. Held eight, man, and. I saw the guy run across the alley, you know, and, I, you know, I thought I saw a red beam, you know, to, I think about it now, it might have been a red light, a tail light coming off somebody's car in traffic or something, but I swore he had a red beam on me, so I hit him again, point blank, probably about 20 feet away, so now I thought I, I, know, I, th I know I killed him, so I'm like, holy shit, so I run, run down the street, chasing some other guys, I blew their car away. They had to get out of that car. So now I'm running down this alley, bro, and I, I had heard of out-of-body situations before. Yeah. But that night was my first, I'm running next to myself, like, what the fuck did you just do? Yeah. You know, the sky's like an ember purple, I remember, and it was just still quiet. I could just hear my breathing, and I remember getting to a... I think it was a garage or I, I don't remember if it was a business or not but me being so tall i remember i, I took the gun and i hit it in the gutter oh yeah and kind of cocked it back you know and i continued to run you know i thought i had killed this guy you know yeah. so again long story short 
uh, they had caught all my other homies. You know, I was the last one. You know, so I'm hiding out, watching myself on the news, armed and dangerous. I'm like, oh fuck, that's a whole nother level of the game. You know, yeah, they're not giving me this guy's condition. You know, they oh, you know what I mean. Yeah. So I'm like, fuck. So somehow my mom, or I think it was my sister, figured out where I was, bro, and got a hold of me on the phone. So oh yeah, that was back in the day. They had to, yeah, they had to yeah, figure out no cell phones. Yeah, you, you were. really yeah. had to figure out where a guy was, you know. And I, you know, this particular sister, you know, she was kind of in the lifestyle, so she knew where I would be. You mm. know, certain spots. If I'm not here, he's there. Mm. So I'm watching myself on TV, and I'm like, man, my mom continued, you know, talks me into turning myself in. So I go turn myself in, and luckily the dude didn't die. That is pretty fucking lucky. Yeah, oh, the dang. dude didn't die, dang. but uh, tore off his left bicep, had to take out his spleen, uh, pierced his colon. I mean, Shit. yeah, fucked the guy up pretty bad, man. And I ended up in going to jail. They actually let me go. So I'm like, mm, what the shit? You know, and, yeah. you know, I've been in trouble before, but they let me go. I'm like, I know I'm not getting away with this. That mm. never crossed my mind. But my lawyer, my dad had got this lawyer. And this, and if you out there, Johnny, the dude's name's Johnny. Johnny? Johnny yeah. Cochran? Yeah. <laughs> Almost, Almost. But I, I, I still, to this day, I don't know if he, he must have graduated law school from here in uh, UNL, mm. but had his practice in Kansas. So he had a dual license okay. to practice in each state. And my dad knew him, called him up here to Lincoln, you know, and he was like, you know, I got some bad news and I got some bad news. <laughs> I'm like, what do you mean, man? He's like, well, you, you're going to have to do some time. Yeah, I mean, you shot somebody. Yeah, okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. all yeah. right, all right. Well, he also breaks me off with this, bro. You ready for this? I don't think so. The guy that I shot was from St. Louis, Missouri. Mm. Wanted for murder. Oh, on the run, oh, in Lincoln, oh, from a murder charge in St. Louis, my lawyer calls me and gives me this. Right, I'm like, what? So me, I'm thinking, you know, I kind of did y'all favor this, right? You know what I mean? I'm like, well, shit, did I do you a favor? That's some vigilant. You're practically Batman, bro. You know what I'm saying? What the fuck? You know, give me some money or something. You know what I mean? So I'm like, oh, no shit. So that that just that just blew my mind, you know, and I know. You know, they never found my weapon. You know what I mean? So I'm like, my lawyer's kind of like trying to ask me so many questions. Are they not going to find that thing? Right. right? So I'm like, nah, they don't worry about nothing, man. Got rid of that thing. So we go through the process. I think I was out on bail for about eight, nine months. Mm -hmm. So I hustled hard, man. I hustled hard. When I say I hustled hard, man, I, I you know, scratched up about 25 30 grand, man, because I knew I was going to prison the whole time, right? Yeah, yeah. Just didn't know how long. Mm. Well, I get up there, man, and at 22 years old, man, they gave me three to five years for felon in possession of a firearm. I know. <laughs> I know. I know. I know. Okay, well, well, they. What, what firearm? Right, right. That's what I wanted to say. You know what I mean? I'm like, ah, my lawyer's like, mm, you might want to take that before they dig that shit up. You know what I mean? So I'm like, all right, I'll take it. You know what I mean? So now I'm in prison. Shit. I'm in the diagnostic and evaluation center, bro. And this is like, this is this is the baddest of the bad. This is the this this is the killers, the willers, and the dealers, man. I mean, this is where they go to play with your mind you know and if you think you're a badass out there oh we gonna we gonna we gonna see if you're a badass there's these two units at the end of the hallway <laughs> excuse me if anybody's ever been to the diagnostic and evaluation center in lincoln nebraska tell me about e and f and then later on they changed them to seven and eight aka the jungles now mind you i told you i was 22 years old right I'm one of the oldest guys in there. No shit. At 22. At 22, man. Fuck. Yeah. So do that. You know, I, I think I got out in a couple years. Violated that shit. <laughs> <laughs> I had a female parole officer, man. I ain't going to say her name, but she was a Marine, bro. Cool. 
Yeah, I mean, she had her, you know, in the, I'm like, oh, I'm going back. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm like, she's going, she's going to violate me tomorrow, man. And she had it out for me, bro. And she ended oh, up shit. violating me, man. I Fuck. ended up going back and jamming out the rest of that time, which was probably about three more years. Cause what'd, I, she, what'd she get you for? Uh, Dirty UAs. Mm. That's all I really did was dirty yeah. ways. Yeah, man. I, I went to her office one time so full of water, bro, that I thought she heard it. <laughs> Every time I moved, it just... <laughs> and I ended up... She didn't UA me. Damn. I'm like, oh, that bitch did that on purpose. <laughs> she did that on purpose. You think she could hear it and then she decided yeah, not to? <laughs> man, that's how full I was, man. Oh, shit. I could hear it. <laughs> Don't they make you do it again if it's too watery? Is it come back diluted? Not back then they did. Mm. Not back then they didn't. They yeah, now they got that little Yep, yeah, we need that's too much water. We need pee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That and luckily, yeah. That's all I did in prison, man, was smoke weed and look at fuck books. <laughs> smoke weed and look at fuck books. <laughs> that's it, man. All right, right <laughs> that's all there was to do. Right uh moral of the story. Moral of the story was you guys are cool at the end. Yeah, well, not we haven't had that chance yet I've seen these guys in traffic but the reason I I feel so bad about it now and I spoke to my wife about it the other day is we were all cool man yeah we all grew up as kids we all stayed the night at yeah, each shit. other's house we that all ate crazy. off our mom's plates and you know what I mean I mean yeah like at what point does that like when does the the path fork you know when do you go uh, gangbanging yeah you know what I mean? In the nineties, you know what I mean? Our 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 gang banging was a, a, a little different than Omaha. Omaha, especially being a little bit bigger, you know, they had the areas, you mm-hmm. know, like 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 Hilltop, you know, Vietnam over here, Spencer Projects, you know what I mean, you know, and pretty spread apart, some close to each other, some right down the street from each other. But Lincoln because of the university and, mm. and the t- the football team started winning those championships, started really number one rankings. I think. Oh yeah, we'll we'll talk about that too. But yeah, well they kind of yeah, and, and they might get mad at me for saying this, but we know it. You know, yeah, they kind of swept. You know, they'll they'll sweep the hood every now and then get 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 the real dudes out of there, get them locked up or whatever. You know, so they don't bother these these good clean wholesome white people coming to catch a game on Saturday. Yeah, you know, and I. I I never heard it from any other players' mouths, but there was a rumor that T.O. even used to tell the players, don't cross 23rd Street, you know, because that was kind of the boundary. Oh, shit. Yeah, man. Man. And like I said, not really having areas. I think the cops kind of, and they just started putting them back. I started noticing, like, Hartley area, Clinton area, Everett area. Otherwise, that would have attracted, you know, the gang life, you Mm -hmm. know, Mm -hmm. Everett Street Crips, you know what I mean? Uh, Belmont Bloods, you know, they didn't want that. You know, so they kind of, kind of, kind of took a hold of Lincoln in the '90s, where yeah. I hate to say it, but it kind of parallels with what's going on today. You know, yeah, what I mean, I mean, yeah, I mean the same shit. It kills me when I hear people say, "Oh, this has never happened in Lincoln." The shit it hasn't. I witnessed one. Mm-hmm. I witnessed LPD, you know, choke a man out in front of my dad's bar. You know, what I mean, and got away with it. Mm-hmm. I think they were bought up on charges, but. Got away with it, you know. I, I've seen that here in Lincoln, you know. Yeah, the nineties was, it was, it was almost like us against them. Yeah, well, I mean, I used to work with a bunch of cops, and they would tell me some yeah. stories about some stuff they used to do, like for fun. I worked with some with some people who said they used to be, I think they were troopers down in Texas, and they used to do like they used to do this thing they called the homeless Olympics, mm. where they would confiscate all the booze from the homeless people, and then they'd make them like race, and then whoever won the race got to keep all the. Booze. <laughs> Oh shit! That's harmless. That's some funny. Yeah, shit. that was like that was like back in like the that was like back in like the seventies or eighties. I think they're they're older cats. So like, but you do some shit like that now, there ain't no way that's fine. No, that's no, no, that's no, gonna no, end up no, on no. Twitter like the next morning. The next morning, there's somebody in the corner like, look at this shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You said they used to call them the homeless Olympics. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah that's some wild shit. <laughs> yeah, the cops back in Lincoln, man. Like I said, I won't say none of them names, man. But they they was uh they was some rough boys, man. Mm. Yeah, there was a couple cool ones. I shot him out. Denny Scott, man. That 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 dude, man, used to have a hairdo, man. This dude's uniform, it was the same uniform as every other cop in the city. Don't get me wrong, but I don't, this dude would crease and 
<laughs> they would be tight. He had the cuffs in the shirt, man. He, yeah, he probably ironed his shit. Yeah, he starched it up. Yeah, that dude, man. I I used to get a kick out of that dude when that he dude came. Probably around, in the Marine Corps too. Just a different dude, man. Uh, uh, Woody. There was a LSO just retired. Uh, Woodruff. Damn good guy, man. I, I always got love for that guy, man. So I, I won't I won't harp on all cops because you know there's some good ones out there, but. We need those good ones to uh, get them bad ones out of there. Yeah, yeah. Do you, um, just out of curiosity, do you think there was more black cops back in the day or now in Lincoln? Because mm. I don't know that I've ever seen one. I don't know that I've ever seen a black LPD officer. I think there were more back then. Think so? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, and, I, and I made a post about that the other day. Like, throughout Lincoln Police's uh, history, bro, I think there have been more black cops quit yeah. Or fired than in the history Damn. of LPD, and I could be wrong. And if I am wrong, I mean, even LPD, let me know. Yeah. But yeah, there are a couple particulars. Uh, Officer Ways, who I think is a a pastor now. There was a uh, Albert Maxey, who uh, was Martin Luther King's personal bodyguard. No shit. Yeah, when he visited Lincoln back in nice. the '60s, man. Al Mac, cool. he lived in the neighborhood. Even shot basketball in his driveway with both his boys. That's cool. I think uh, Al Jr. I think was a firefighter. I think Aaron went to go play some ball. Then there was another uh, lady cop. Her name was Janelle Moore. She was known for the afro. I bet she still wears her afro to this day. And she lived in the neighborhood. I remember going by her house every day to go to football practices. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'll go ahead and say confidently there were way more black cops back then than there are now. Yeah, like like I said, man, I don't think I've seen I don't think I've seen a one the no. whole time I've lived in Lincoln. Really? Which is basically my whole life except the four years I lived in California. Well there was like uh when the George Floyd thing first happened and they were first like all the police departments in America were talking about, you know, we're gonna be more inclusive, we're gonna right. do this. Right. There was that I think there was a, a lady, a black lady, who's a cop and she was like the community outreach. Oh, Chastity. Lady. Yeah, yeah, Chastity. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's the only one. That is the only one that I know of. Uh, she's been uh, 20 years. Yeah. 15, 20 years. And she's always been good people. Uh, knew her from back in the neighborhood, uh, played sports against mm-hmm. her brother. Her her dad was actually a barber. Yeah. Or a cosmetologist, or maybe even both for years, mm-hmm. man. I mean, JJ's, you know what I mean? That, that, nice. was, that was iconic shop there, man. Everybody got their hair done in JJ's, 70s, 80s. Dang. Yeah, then uh, there's Mario, which I think Mario, uh, maybe 25, maybe close to 30 years. Yeah, and he was from the neighborhood as well. Yeah. But yeah, man, way more black cops back then. I don't know, I don't know why and you know me being across the street my barber shop I, you know, I i i see their classes you know was it every 10 12 weeks yeah some shit like that yeah. and it's i don't understand why they're not making it attractive for blacks latinos you know people of color yeah in see general. that's what, i'm just, wondering i'm wondering what it what it is because i i legitimately don't know like why like what makes like it's much more attractive to be a cop for a white person apparently well yeah today it, yeah, it, and it, it's, it, like, it's not it's it's well, not very famous for like, black people. Yeah, for like what one. It, it's like it's, what is it about being cops that makes it not so attractive? In Lincoln, yeah, in Lincoln, yes. But I'm talking I specifically. Mean, obviously, there's a lot of things yeah. going on in the whole country that I have no idea about. But I'm talking in Lincoln specifically. Like why? Why do they have such a hard time getting? If we get into numbers, and and I could again, I could have these numbers wrong, and this is just something I heard, uh, kind of ear hustling that uh, ear hustling. Uh, Lincoln's uh, black population, I think it might be uh, 7 to 11 percent, mm-hmm. maybe, maybe 15, maybe. I doubt it. So what they're saying is all we need is that 11 percent, 7 percent to represent, which I understand. Yeah, they want it to be a cross section. Yeah, you're the, failing miserably. Yeah, there's no way that 11 percent of the cops no are. Way. No I way. Mean, you're failing. I've definitely I, never seen an Asian cop. No, not an Absolutely Asian. Not. I mean, and in in the area that we're in here, Everett, Lincoln, Nebraska, it's probably eighty five, maybe ninety percent Latino over here. Mm-hmm. You know, even even I need to brush up on my Spanish. You know, yeah. I don't even think they have a Spanish speaking officer over there. Shit, we have a uh, we have a large uh, 
Arabic speaking yeah. community here. Very yeah. large. I have seen a I have seen a couple um Middle Eastern cops. Yeah, I, I was gonna say I think one female. Mm-hmm. I think it might yeah, yeah. 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 We're probably talking I, about the same one. Yeah, I think she she can communicate very well with yeah. them. But other there's than another that, one too, there's a Middle Eastern guy too that I've seen. Oh, that's dope. That's dope. Yeah, so I've seen a bunch of white cops, two Middle Eastern cops, no black cops, no Asian cops, mm. no Latino cops. I knew a uh Sudanese guy went bald he said i don't need you no more skinny <laughs> but still kind of stays in touch drops in on me every now and then uh we were at another location our barber shop was and uh i had this gentleman in my chair <clears throat> and uh officer don may he rest in peace good man man i mean he was since retired long ago but he was a client of my wife's man big guy man mm-hmm. big teddy bear of a guy right well he had been coming into Jana, you know, quite a bit. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, she was also doing his son. Well, I had the Sudanese guy in my chair. You know, I mean, I knew some things about him, but you know, I knew he had gotten to America on a U.S. military plane because his dad was in the army over there or oh, okay. something. So okay. I knew that much about him. Well, Officer Don walks in, and bro, I thought I was gonna have to break up a fight for real between this tall, skinny. Sudanese man and this big burly white man, right? I'm like, oh shit, you know, and ain't I'm like not in here. Why would you two fight? <laughs> what are the, you know what I mean? Yeah, well, what was the deal? Don apparently had did a lot of uh what do you call those missionary where you go over mm-hmm. to Africa. And he went to Sudan and and trained this guy and some of his friends in law enforcement. And what met in my barbershop. Holy shit. Yeah, bro. I mean, I man, I'm almost, I'm almost, I'm all, man, after we sat down and they explained this to me, man, I, I think I had to close because I was so emotional. Like, what? And you guys met in my shop? Yeah. Well, the end of that is Don was saying, well, how'd you guys do? What happened on the force? Did you guys make it? Did any of you guys make it? And he said, not one of us. Oh. After being taught by one of their own. Damn. I mean, wow. I mean, that would really help. I mean, we have a large Sudanese community. Yeah. I mean, that would that would have helped major. I think it would have helped majorly. Just, you know, even for some brown people to see a, a black cop pull up, it, it kind of, mm-hmm. you know, kind of, okay, everything will be okay. You know, you, as a black kid, you see a, it could be a Latino cop. You know, he, everything should be okay. Yeah. You know what I mean? But Lincoln, man, and you could be a, as legit as possible. You could be digging holes in your front yard as a black man of the day and a cop rides down the street and I can't explain it. It's hard to explain, but you get this 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 high. It's and it's not a good high. You know right. I mean? it kinda of, it kinda of saps you out. Me, at least, you know what I mean? It's, what the shit. Yeah. You know what I mean, is he gonna be able to communicate with me? Has he has he ever seen a culture of people like this. You yeah. know I mean, where are these people from? You yeah. know, are a lot of them from Lincoln? Have they ever, you know, talked to a different person? You know what I mean? It, it, it's there's a whole lot that I, that I would love to ask them people over there. Why, 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 why? There's not more people of color over there. Yeah, it's always been a question of mine. I mean, yeah, yeah. Obviously, I have no idea what that's like. I kind of get the opposite. Like, I get pulled over, and I'm like it's gonna be fine no matter what and see and that's the difference like, in that yeah like I, I have no idea what it's like to even be I got pulled over for the first time over here uh, on 9th street uh-huh. and on the interstate to go home first time I've ever even been pulled over right ever in my life no well, shit okay uh, I got pulled over one time for going like 90 into 55 in Utah um, but I, I was like I didn't see the speed limit sign in the cop <laughs> dude and the, and the cop straight up he was like he was like okay don't drive that fast by like he didn't want to see my license he didn't ask for my registration I didn't see he it. didn't ask me where I was going he didn't ask me what the fuck I was driving so fast for I was like I didn't see the sign he's like okay Try to get the fuck out of Utah yeah he's like okay see you later just don't drive that fast anymore no and I was like okay but yeah I got pulled over over here because uh, I don't even give a shit about registering my car half the time so my tags were expired by like two months mm. and this dude in a dude on a motorcycle motorcycle cop pulled up behind me and I was like I was like I already know this dude's gonna light me up so I was already I was already like slowing down to pull off into a parking lot and sure enough he lights me up and it's just like I wasn't I was like this is gonna be cool this will be like a five minute thing and I'll be I'll get the fuck out of here right and sure yeah sure enough like he's gonna see my marine corps plate he's gonna see that I'm a cool dude and it's, that's just gonna be the end of it and nah, it was man. Yeah, like, I, I, I absolutely hate seeing the police man because you know back in the day yeah, dude, I'm it sure was, it's a very different experience they were never there for help yeah you know, it was either to take somebody your way 
they hurt some, you know, there was somebody hurt, you mm-hmm. know, but it was never, it was never to help. It was almost like they were there to fight, you know. I mean, my second number, my second prison number was was just much that, man. I mean, you know, I'm doing dumb shit, you know what I mean? Yeah, and, is that the one at the car wash? Yeah, yeah man. Me that, I mean, yeah. the guys wasn't trying to arrest me, bro. You know, I'm I see the blue and white, you know, it was a little chick, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I'm you know, I'm like, okay, I'm gonna be cool with her and I'm going to surrender to her. Well, they pulled me back into the car wash stall. You know, this was on Superior Street, mm-hmm. you know, t- to try to, you know, hide what they're about to do to me. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it just didn't happen that way, you know, and I beat the shit out of them, bro. I mean, I beat the shit out of these dudes. I grabbed the sprayer off of the car wash holes man and that metal that little me- and it won't wouldn't bend for nothing no. and i'm just i'm going to work on it man i mean back and forth back and forth back and forth and you know the little the female cop she's just standing there so i'm like okay but i ain't gonna do shit mm-hmm. i ran left my car in the car wash man and there was uh gotta talk about it i mean did my time for it so i'm gonna fucking talk about it well you know the uh that concrete, the touchless part where you put your coins and yeah. your dollars in, you know yeah. what I mean? Well, he's trying to cut it on me. Not watching where he's going, watching me face first. It was Shit. like a reverse scorpion, bro. I saw his feet touch his... Dang. Well, that's what I... Th- I thought he nicked it with his shoulder and it spun him, but it was... His face. Broke his whole face. His, his, his police career was over that night. Now, here's the twist. Instead of charging me with the guys that I actually put hands on, they charged you with the guy that they ran charged me with the guy that yeah. ran into the fucking thing, bro. And I'm like, what? Are, huh? Well, he probably looked worse, right? Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah. Like I said, he had to retire, but you know, I'm like, fuck trial. I'm not going to trial. You know what I mean? So, but I'm like, I, I should go to trial because these, you know, I had these. They're fucked up. You know what I mean? And they gotta explain what little this little ass black kid just did to these two big burly ass cops. They would have had to explain everything I just did to them. How I was going back and forth, back and forth, beating the shit out of them. They would have had to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, right? Yeah. So I was like, fuck it, I ain't gonna play no games because they were trying to hit me with uh like eight to ten years, man. So I was like, nah, fuck it, I'll cop to your five. I'll get out. This shit'll be over. Hopefully, I'll never see you again. But there was another one, and it was another assault on a police officer, bro. I mean, Fuck. it's it's reaction. Yeah, you know what I mean. I mean, it's they were never there. Yeah. To well, I mean, help. if they're at the point where they're pulling you back into a car wash stall, so nobody can see what they're gonna do. Like, at what point is it like? There's, there's like no self defense that's against not a police cop. Work. Like, you know, that's not police work. Like there's nothing, nothing a cop can do to you that will justify self defense for some reason. Then, well, this is what this this is what really kicked me off. What I was like, what the fuck, bro? He took his arm and did that across my chest. So I'm like, oh, that ain't that ain't police work. Yeah, so what are I you kind doing? of slip out of it. You, you weren't even doing shit. Were you what? just washing your car? I was washing car. my car, yeah, man. What the I mean, fuck? It's like, why like, even roll up on you? I was doing shit, <laughs> but not, not at that particular <laughs> not moment. At that particular moment, but I was <laughs> like, doing like, shit. What the fuck? And well, well, see, and that's what I don't like either. Especially about the whole like, not to get too into it, but the George Floyd thing. People mm-hmm. were like, people were like, oh, well, he did crack. Well, cops aren't supposed to kill guilty people either, bro. So what? Like, you <laughs> like cops aren't supposed to kill people that did crimes. Cops aren't supposed to kill anybody. Really. Cops like, ain't supposed to kill anybody. And 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 I'm glad you mentioned that. You know, I. I, I there are actually some people that are mad about that shit, man. I mean, I mean, it's cold blooded murder, man. Yeah, straight cold-blooded up, cold blooded murder. Like it's not a cop's job to kill somebody. It's not a cop's job to kill someone, and and, and you know, and as as deep as I am in, in this shit, bro, I know mm, there might be a few that know the law because this job is a stepping stone for them, and they want to go mm. maybe be a, a DA lawyer, or whatever. But I know for a fact a lot of our cops, probably across the nation, do not know the law. No, I, they definitely don't. Because there's those people that make like a career out of busting them on exactly. not knowing their own exactly. laws. Exactly, exactly. There's the people that roll up like, oh, you sure that's the law? And the cop's like, exactly. yep. And they go, well, according, Damn, there you <laughs> according go. to this, And that's not. been happening a lot, bro. They're just taught to protect it. That's it. They're mm-hmm. taught to protect it. They do not know the law. I just watched a video. I think it was in a... Edison, New Jersey. I could be wrong. You see this video where the kids were riding their bikes? Mm-mm. Yeah, just chilling, riding their bikes down the street. The cops came up, confiscated their bikes, and took them to jail. For what? 
said they like, what the fuck? They said they didn't have licenses on their bike, but how much of a fucking dick do you gotta be to harass some kids yeah. on their dirt bikes riding down the street? Yeah, what the fuck? I mean, you gotta be glad. I mean, we don't see fucking kids riding their bikes in, in the street. Yeah, no if they're more. not bothering I mean, anybody, let them not. Just, just yeah, leave man, them alone. That, that really, really, really pissed me off. And initially, I don't know what the white shirt means, but you know, like the, the kid even said it in the video, like he has a different shirt on than the rest of you, which means he's probably more important, right? And he was gonna let him go. But there was a female officer that just came and just, like she wanted to fight, man. Damn, I mean, what? she snatched the kid off his bike, yeah, put what? him in the cuffs, what the fuck? pushed him off, and I'm like, yeah, cops just, es- they're just escalating the now, situation. Now, this dude. kid would've turned around and reacted naturally yeah. when somebody pushes you, it's, yeah, I mean, you might let one off. You yeah. know what I mean? Naturally, you know. At least me, I I gotta I gotta. Well, if I go up, if me, if I go up and snatch somebody off their bicycle, I'm getting an assault charge. You know, and that's when I'm like, wow, this is this is what we've come to now, where little black kids can't even ride their bikes down the street on a sunny afternoon mm-hmm. when they could be robbing a bank or something. Yeah, they're not doing shit, dude. Or holding you hostage in your house. They're riding their bikes, mm-hmm. chilling. So it's, it's, you know, it's... But you don't want to live scared. No. But... Just like back in the day in the streets, man. Fear, you know, I used to... I hate that dude. He said, I ain't scared of nothing. I don't like that. Mm-hmm. I don't like that, you know. But it, it, it's to the point where as a black man, 45-year-old man, I have to use this fear for survival. And why? Yeah, dude, that shit's wild. See, and it's like, we live in the same place. We can have such a very different experience. Like, I'm not really, like, I'm not afraid of stuff out and about, you know? I'm not. Right. Like, I don't got to worry about shit. Usually, 90% of the time, I don't got to worry about shit. And usually I'm not, but it's the cops, bro. Yeah, right. Like, I've never, I've never seen a cop and been like, oh, shit, it's the cops. I have been like, I have carried a gun on me and been like, a cop's not even going to search me because I'm a white dude, like. Straight up. I have straight up said, my friend's been like, hey, can you hold this gun? And I'm like, yeah, I'll hold it. I'm, nothing's going to happen to me because I'm, I'm a white dude, so they're not even going to know I have it. And, I, and you know, and I'm not, I'm not, I'm not against guns. I'm not against yeah. white guys carrying guns. I'm not against none of that shit. Mm-hmm. But when a black man mm-hmm. goes to the grocery store and he might have his nine mil on him. Yeah. Every, it, it, it's, which it, is legal as hell. Which is legal <laughs> as hell. It, it does something to people. Yeah. And it's like, damn, dudes in here getting a loaf of bread. You know, and, and and who knows with the with the way shit's happening lately, he yeah. might need that to protect your exactly. ass. Exactly. <laughs> and, and those those people that are calling the cops because a dude has a gun in the store are the same people that are saying everybody should have a fucking gun on them. Uh, yeah. Like I said, I'm not against them because I know yeah. even as a vegan, yeah, if the lights go out, and I got even a 22 in here, I gotta go hunting for food. I got to protect, you know, my wife, you know, I got to protect my home, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? But at the same time, there's a lot of, a lot of ill shit happening with these guns, man. And it's like, I know how easy it is to get one. I mean, we could have got one. We could have got anything. I mean, we shit, you, bought, you bought a 12 gauge for 200 bucks. Yeah, some, right some there in the dude. alley. Damn. You know what I mean? I mean, I had AKs. I have had, I've had SKs. I've had uh, Desert E's, man. I've had all of that. Mm. And this was back then, you know, and how shit's evolved now. And I mean, what 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 do you think? What's your opinion on about it? guns? Yeah, shit, dude. I don't know. The that's a tough your, one. Your opinion is, is is more valuable than mine here. That's a that's that's a tough one because it's not my opinion is not more valuable than anybody's. But that's tough, dude. Because something. Well, I'm a, I'm a like, felon. I can't own. Well, yeah. <laughs> like something needs to happen. Like obviously, like I don't know what it is. I'm glad I'm not one of the persons that need to figure out what it is. Yeah. But like, there's a mass shooting. There's been a mass shooting every single day, like every single day since like February or some shit. Like something. Obviously, something needs to be different. I don't know what it is, and I don't necessarily. I also don't necessarily like the idea of everybody carrying guns on them all the time. I don't either. Because like, there's people there's people at work talking about like, oh, I wish I could carry at work. And I'm looking at them like, I don't think you could hit something. Like, I want to carry a gun if you do. Like, if you have a gun, I want one. Right. Like, the only reason I, like, I've never felt like I need to carry, I like, I like guns, I like shooting, whatever. I've never felt like I had to carry one on me. 
And the only reason I would feel like I had to carry one on me is if I knew everybody else had one on them, and I don't trust any of these motherfuckers. Yeah, and do you think that's what it is? That's exactly what yeah. I said. It, yeah, do you like, think that's because it, it's it's because everybody else has them? If I know everybody else has one, I want one too because I don't trust. Because I've seen I've seen the concealed carry course, bro. You don't even have to hit the target to get your permit. Like no shit. I mean, I mean, hardly. Like it's like the test huh. is like nothing. You don't have to be good at shooting a gun. I've seen. I used to work that armed security guard, that armed security job. I've seen cops who were on the force for 15, 20 years come over because they think it was going to be a nice like easy part-time thing and fail the fucking pistol qual no shit yeah they couldn't pass the pistol qualification because it was a we're it was a fed job so you had to pass the federal qualification and apparently this lpd qualification they're doing isn't up to the same standard i, know, I, know. I mean that was a few years ago maybe it's changed <laughs> <laughs> i don't know but all i know is we had people who were cops who were troopers who were whatever come try to work for us and fail the pistol qual because they couldn't hit shit how many i wonder well how many guys in the military before they joined the military, had never touched a gun before. Me, bro, I had never, really? I had never shot a gun Seriously? before I joined the military. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, ever. Wow. Yeah, before. Are you I, pretty good with it. Yeah, I am now. Yeah, because that's kind of they kind of prefer it that way. Because hmm. you don't come in with any no stupid, questions. Stupid, yeah, you, you don't have any like bad habits. You know, do people, what you told people who've been shooting a rifle in their backyard their whole life. They they have maybe they have a weird trigger thing. They're holding the gun wrong. Whatever. They have a weird habit. So it's almost easier if you haven't held one before because then you join the military and they go, you hold it like this, you shoot it like this, now let's go practice a lot and you pretty much start from nothing and you just... That makes a whole lot of yeah, sense. Yeah, I was, I, was, I was a good shot. I, I would have thought otherwise, but that makes a whole lot of sense. Yeah. You, you're going to do exactly what the hell you're told. Yeah, like I was like, I don't know how to shoot this. Somebody, so they told me and I said, okay, and I did what they said and I was like, oh, I hit the shit. The people who thought that they were really good at shooting guns are the ones who went in. They're missing shit. (laughs) That's life. I mean, (laughs) mean, some of them are really good, obviously, but that's life. But some of them are not that good. You'd be surprised. I think you'd be surprised about how many people in the Marine Corps can't really shoot a fucking gun either. No shit. Yeah, it's. I mean, just right shit. Yeah, most of them don't really need Mm. to. Like you have most most jobs have like their annual rifle qual or whatever, and that's the only time they have to shoot a gun ever. But I was shooting. We were going out shooting like daily, so. Getting it in there, drilling yeah, so, it in, so repetition. Obvi- so obviously we were better at it, um, right? You told a you told a pretty you told a story about bullets and stuff. You want to hear about the first time I got shot at? It's, yeah. a, it's a funny one. Yeah. No, nobody got hurt or nothing. Yeah. Like it was, it was actually like I think back on it, it was actually kind of fucking hilarious. So I gotta go like I gotta go like nine steps back and explain like the, I gotta set the scene. Set it up, this, brother. On this set thing. it up. So I was in a unit. Um, I was just regular infantry, just boots on the ground, dude with a rifle, whatever. I was in a unit where we had vehicles. So we had these, um, they're called LAV 25s, and they have a big 25 millimeter cannon on them. They're kind of like tanks, but they have wheels. So the way it works, a normal, a normal rifleman unit, they'll just walk around everywhere, and they have squads, all that stuff. Right. Um, we rolled around in these vehicles so that we had a driver, we had the vehicle commander, we had a gunner whose job is to work that big gun. Um, and then in the back, there would be three or four just riflemen. And then when it was time to do stuff, we we just open the back doors. And then we would get out and walk wherever we had to go. And the vehicles would stay where they're at. Right. So <clears throat> so we were, we were at this town. I don't remember what the name of the town was, but I remember it sounded like Pat Benatar. And I thought that was pretty, <laughs> I thought that was pretty fucking funny. So I'm like, oh, yeah, we're going to Pat Benatar. Pat Benatar. Yeah. Um, and we are, we're coiled up outside the town, coiled up. We're like, we put all our vehicles in a circle. Okay. Um, so that overnight we take turns watching and we sit in the gun turret and it has like night vision and all that cool shit. Right. Thermals and all that stuff. So we're coiled up in a circle and then we just take turns kind of looking at shit that's going on around. Um, so we're sitting on this hill outside this town, Pat Benatar, whatever it's actually called. Um, oh, I got to go back again. So they had, we had uh, we were rolling around with M4s which is like kind of just like a smaller M16, you know? Right. So we were rolling around with M4s, and every platoon has a designated marksman who's supposed to be like the best shot in the platoon. Um, they picked me. I, I know for a fact that I was not the best shot in the platoon, but I got the designated marksman role. So they give you this this other rifle. Um, it's called a Mark, a Mark 17. So is that Mark, a sniper or, Mark, or just Mark a marksman? I think... It's just... A, it's not a sniper. Absolutely okay. not a sniper. No, in no way a sniper. But they okay. give you this rifle, a Mark 16... Mark 16, that's like a grenade. Mark 12, it's a Mark 12. They give you this gun, a Mark 12. It's been a long time since I even told this story. Right. Um, but it's basically an actual M16. The M4 is like a shorter one. The Mark 12 is an actual M16. Um, and it has, the, it has the lower receiver from the ones from Vietnam. So you can go full auto. You can flip it all the way to full auto if you want to, which is pretty badass, but it has nothing to do with the story. So it has a, it has a more powerful scope on it. It has a free-floating barrel. Um, and you can you can screw a suppressor onto it. Oh shit! 
yeah so it's pretty cool so i thought it was pretty cool um but in the back of the vehicles on the roof we would we would use cord to make these things we call it spider webs right um and we would use we just put shit up there so when i wasn't using the longer gun i would put it up in the spider web so we're chilling we're coiled up i'm in the back of the vehicle like laid out on one of the benches like reading a maxim or something chilling um and it was our first deployment and our senior guys most of them went on went to a deployment to iraq before that but nothing happened like they didn't get shot at at all nothing happened to them at all right so some of them some of us have been on two deployments most of us it's our first one so we're all pretty green so we're chilling and we start hearing these noises you know you know all that shit right and none of us know what the fuck it is because this is our first time so finally someone who's like been there done that is like yeah you're getting fucking shot at right now <laughs> <laughs> like we're, we're just all looking around like what is that that's fucking weird he's like yeah somebody's it was a sniper Holy like shit yeah a sniper is taking pop shots at you dude like we're like oh we're like oh we didn't know what the fuck that's like we're just here shit like stuff pinging off the vehicles he's like shooting he's just taking shots at the vehicles and it's like ping twing you know and we're like oh what is that somebody's like yeah you're getting fucking shot at whoa so we're like okay no worries because we have these vehicles they have these awesome like sites and stuff like we'll just get into the back of the vehicles and button up so we we get in the back of the vehicles we close all the doors we shut all the things and we're chilling we're like we don't need to do a shit about this because these big guns will take care of it right uh so i can hear i'm sitting up against the uh like the driver's seat kind of the uh gunner's seat and i can hear them i can hear them talking on the radio and i can hear them like oh get get Tom out there with that Mark 12 and see if he can see where this guy's at. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, I'm not going to see where he's at. What are you talking about? I don't even know what the fuck's going on. So the vehicle commander looks down. He's like, hey, you hear that? I'm like, yeah, I guess. He's like, yeah, so I don't know. Get out there and go to the the vehicles are like one of them will have the lieutenant on them. One of them will have like the platoon sergeant. And then the other two have two people who the platoon sergeant and the commander trust. Right. Right. So he's like, go over to the uh, go over to the SIRS vehicle. And see what he wants you to do about this, I guess, because he said he wants you over there. And so I'm like, okay, cool. So I hop out. I hop out and I open the doors. It's like these big like swing doors, you know. I hop out and before I can even turn around to grab the Mark 12 out of the spider web, the doors shut behind me. They're like, fuck this. <laughs> so now I'm now I'm standing. I'm the only one outside. I'm standing out there with no. I have nothing. I'm just like I'm banging on the door like what the fuck. I don't even like I don't have the Mark 12, dude. You got to give me a gun. I have nothing. Oh shit. Yeah, but like nothing's happening i'm not like it's like i'm mostly just pissed i'm like this is fucking ridiculous so somebody there's like hatches on the top and one of my one of my boys he opens it like just enough so i can see his eyes and then he just slides <laughs> he just slides the rifle out and then he shuts it and it's like <laughs> <laughs> so i'm like so i'm like okay cool and then i i fucking these we park the vehicles pretty far apart because we don't want to park them close together you know because then Somebody could just blow one up and right. blow two of them up. Right. So they park pretty. We park them pretty far apart. So I just take off running to the other one, and I get there, and the sir is like, he's like, oh hey, meet up with Sergeant whoever. I won't say his name. He's like, meet up with Sergeant whoever, um, and see you know see what you guys can figure it out. He's and he's just laid down on the ground somewhere over here. So just go over there, lay down next to him, and see if you guys can figure out where this dude's at. So I, I run over there, I lay down, and there's just like. There's just like the spray of like bullets hitting sand, like not super close, but there's just like over here, it's just like <laughs> over here, it's just like and then the dude I'm supposed to be chilling with, I get over there, I lay next to him, these bullets are like and he's like, I'm you know what, cheese it, dude, just fucking go back. He just gets up, takes off running back, because he's we have no idea where this dude is, and these shots are like getting closer and close like they're still far away, but he's like figuring it out. Right. He's just like kind of winging it. And he's like, Okay, too far left, so I'll aim a little more far right, and it's like, okay, too far right, I'll aim a little more left. So these the sand's just flying. He's like, dude, just get the fuck out of here. Oh, I, like, I have no idea what this dude is. man. So I run back. I run back to the service vehicle. I'm like, dude, what do you want me to do? Because, like, we have no idea where this dude is. I don't know what to tell you. Uh, and he's like, oh, just just get in the back of the vehicle and, and pop up with that rifle and scan. So I'm like, I'm like not doing shit. I pop up out of the back of this vehicle with this rifle and I'm looking through the scope. I'm literally doing nothing because I'm like, dude, I, have, I don't know where this dude is. You don't, don't even know where to work. You don't know where this dude is. He's probably gone by now. Like it's been a long, because that's what they do. They like shoot at you and then they throw the rifle down and run off. Huh. And then you have no idea who the fuck it was because mm. you didn't see him. That's their tactic. Yeah. So he does that. The, the shots stop. I'm just sitting there with my, like my squad leader hands me a cigarette. So I'm just sitting there like doing nothing. And that was it. That's it. That was the first time I got shot at. They fucking sent me out there for no reason. They locked me out without a weapon at all. They made me run all the way across the coil to this other vehicle. Maybe run to this other guy. 
dude's like, cheese it, get the fuck out of here. This is the first time I ever heard somebody say cheese it was in that situation. Now, is this, is this just fast, open? Yeah, it's just, we're just in like a, just a big open shit, you know? I mean, what's that terrain look like? I mean, I'm, I'm, that is, that's like, it's like desert. It's like rocky. There's some, there's some big hills and stuff, but Not that, a- that particular section of Afghanistan was, there just wasn't really a whole lot. We were just, I don't think we should have coiled up right next to the town. I think that's where we made a mistake, yeah. personally. But I wasn't in charge of making those decisions. Man, yeah, that's. But yeah, they were like, they were like, oh, get the fuck out there. And that's get the fuck that's, out that's, there. That's, that's the funniest part. Is they were like, get the fuck out there. And then I just hear the doors, <laughs> the doors locking and shit. And I'm like, dude, I don't have a fucking gun or anything. You're up. Yeah, they're like, how am I gonna be up? You didn't give me anything. And then, dude, I'll remember his his eyes. All I can see is his eyes. He's like, Ah, hell <laughs> he nah. slides the gun out. I'm like, dude, what the fuck? <laughs> That's some hell of shit right there, man. Yeah, wow. yeah, but nothing happened. Nobody got hurt. It was, it was, it was an experience. We're how, like, long, we're how long? How long were you okay, there? Was like, one deployment? Yeah, I only did one deployment. Did one. Um, we ended up being there for like eight months. It's supposed to be seven, but that's a regular our flights and shit got regular delayed. shift. Yeah, the Marine Corps usually does seven months. Army, I think, does like twelve months. They do. I think they do six months, and then they come home for a couple of weeks, and then they go straight back for six more months. That would fucking suck. Yeah, I wouldn't like that. Yeah, I wouldn't like that at all. That's that'd be like doing time. Yeah, I'll give the army props on that one. That's <laughs> that would yeah. be tough to do. We did Marine Corps usually does seven months, and then you you go back and then work out for another one. What's the? I've never had. What's the difference between the Marine Corps and the army? Um, they're just they're different organizations basically yeah, i've always wanted yeah. to know that i like back in the day the marine corps is technically a part of the navy so, right so way back in the day the dudes are like oh we need people we need like fighters on the ships so the navy was like okay so we'll have sailors and then we'll make this other thing we'll call it the marine corps and those will be like the fighters on the ship so that's why a lot of marines become navy seals uh, yeah, or, I mean, maybe I don't. I don't. Is, I think I think being a Navy SEAL is. I don't know. If, I think if you want to do it, you probably just, just I, do people it. people from no there. No matter what branch yeah, you're in, like, you can do it. Yeah, I don't know. Honestly, I don't, I don't know shit about it. Um, I did. I was not interested at all in trying to, <laughs> trying to be a Navy SEAL. <laughs> in and out, right? Hell no, especially not that. But yeah, I think I think it doesn't like if you want to go to Buds. It's what the SEAL training is called. Buds. I don't remember what it's called. Basic underwater yeah. something something. Yeah, I could swim like a fish, man. But fuck all that shit. Um, yeah, but a lot of people like try to be a SEAL and don't end up being um, corpsmen in the Marine Corps because the Marine Corps doesn't have any medics of their own. Really? Yeah, it's the Navy that does it. So the Navy has corpsmen that they attach to Marines and then they run around doing what the Marines are doing. I did not know that. Yeah. Hmm. So a lot of uh, a lot of people that try to go be SEALs and don't end up as corpsmen just fall back on that. Yeah, so that they end up. They end up on the ground with Marines anyway. Is that a demotion or is that just? Uh, I mean, it's not what they wanted to do, but they call them, they call them Buds Duds. Buds Duds. Buds Duds. Yeah. Military, man. Yeah, I don't think it's a demotion. I mean, corpsmen are fucking awesome. Yeah, why would it be? Yeah, I mean. The, yeah, why would it be? you still you still a bad motherfucker. Yeah, corpsmen are all the best dudes. And, like, corpsmen have so much more shit to worry about. They, like, they run around, they're wearing the same thing. They got the same weapons. They got the same, like, you're part of the squad, dude. Like, you, this is your sector, bro. Like, watch it. You know, like they don't like they have to do all the other shit, too. And then if somebody gets hurt, it's their job to deal with that. That's kind of the quarterback. Shit. Yeah. Yeah. They, they're super important. I would, I would never I wouldn't call being a being a doc a demotion by any means. No, nah. they're fucking badass. Dude. They're yeah. the most badass dudes. ever, And they're they're all like the nicest dudes of all time. Like big old teddy bears. Yeah. 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 They, they really they really give a shit about making sure their dudes are OK. So got a got an old friend man back in Denver man nicest dude in the world man and has done some shit call him what it uh what is it in Spanish uh when you're big uh Paquito <laughs> this, dude, this dude's the biggest Mexican dude in the world so they call him Paquito mm-hmm. <laughs> it's he like six four six five shit Paquito that's the homie did you ever think about joining the military or anything? When I you're, did. When you're I, almost, young? I almost did. But uh, the first Gulf War, I think it was in 91 or 92, had a, a guy come into my games and everything. His name was James Brown. Hmm. A little short guy. Had gold tooth. Man, looked like the classic uh, 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 DS. He was a DS. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. yeah. I mean, in, in that war kicked off and he came to my house one day knocked on the door. My mom was like, oh, get the shit. hell out of here. Oh, no. 
Damn. I didn't see Mr. Brown no more, man. Yeah, my mom was like, probably hell not. nah. He ain't taking my boy. Sure. And I wanted to, too, man. I mean, there was even one time where I actually thought about even being a cop. Really? Mm-hmm. I wanted mm. to be on the SWAT team. Mm, okay. I just wanted to pop motherfuckers and go home. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I used to always say that, man. I don't want to be a cop, man. I just want to be SWAT team. Yeah, that, like, well, you got to be a cop. Yeah, I was going to say, I think, I you, I think you got to do the cop thing. I don't do it, man. I think you got to do the cop thing first. I'm going to be a thug then, motherfucker. I don't <laughs> Fuck that shit. Shit, that could have been very different. Yeah, I almost yeah, went shit, to the Marine Corps. Could have been real Almost different. did. My dad was kind of pushing me towards it because you know I was going down that that path. Yeah. My mom was like, hell, kind of like you know, kind of like your deal. My mom was like, hell no. I remember watching that on TV. I think it was uh Iraq. Yeah, I think it was Iraq back then. Uh, Saddam. Hmm. When he was kind of yeah started kicking up dust then and that and that it happened so abruptly you know mm-hmm. it ain't like today where you know we got social media and they're like well leading up to the days five right. days the bomb dropped you know they didn't they just fucking did it back then you know and it happened so fast my mom was like oh and i know they had vietnam on tv but you know in the 90s you know they were showing it you know what i mean probably you know probably showing too much especially mm-hmm. for mothers you know what i mean my mom was like hell no she got that man off our porch so fast. <laughs> I remember my dad said, you're going to have to do something. I'm like, yeah, well, yeah. Mil- military career ended before it even started. Tim, yeah, I think my- you would have done all right, man. I think you would have I, I, I thought I, you know, the, especially the way I was, you know, the way I think, you know, I yeah. thought I would have did well, too. And I was ready to do well. But my mom, mm. and especially me being the only son. Oh, yeah. You know, I, I, I had three sisters and you know, no brothers. Yeah. So my mom was kind of like, oh, hell no. And then her growing up. Through the Vietnam era, you know, mm-hmm. having, having uncles and cousins, mm-hmm. you know, go through that. It just it just bought it back to her. But I was ready. Yeah, I was more than ready. Yeah, yeah. I think I think you would have done all right, man. That is, we hit an hour already, bro. Can you believe that? This one flew. Oh shit! This one flew. Yeah, yeah. It's all good though. Yeah. Um. That's it. You got anything else? You got any, anything else you want to hit before we get out of here? I'm about to go home and hit this joint. <laughs> That's what I'm about to do. All right, well, we are on, let's see, what are we on now? We're on pretty much everywhere you listen to podcasts. We just got on Overcast. My dad was like, that's what he said. He was like, I don't see you on Overcast. Uh, And I was like, like, what's Overcast? (laughs) What's Overcast? Because we about to be on. Yeah, and now we are are on Overcast to confirm that. So we're pretty much everywhere you listen to podcasts. If we're not, let me know, and I'll see what I can do to get us up there. Uh, we're on Instagram, Always Chillin' Podcast. We got our Gmail, Always Chillin' Podcast at gmail.com. If you got anything that you want to say to us, tell us we got some shit wrong, let us know. Let us know. Uh, that's it. We will see you guys next week. Holler. <laughs>